0: book fifteen part two of the iliad of homer rendered into english blank verse by edward earl of derby this librivox recording is in the public domain your reader michael armenta meanwhile the greeks in firm array endured the onset of the trojans nor could these the assailants, though in numbers less repel, nor those again the Grecian masses break and force their passage through the ships and tents, as by a rule in cunning workman's hand, who all his art by Pallas's aid has learnt a vessel's plank is smooth and even laid so level lay the balance of the fight. Others round other ships maintain'd the war, but Hector that of Ajax sought alone. For that one ship they too unwearied toil'd, nor Hector Ajax from his post could move and burn the ship with fire, nor he repel the foe who came protected by a god. Then noble Ajax with his javelin smoked, would son of Clytius, threw the breast as toward the ship a blazing torch he bore. Thundering he fell, and dropped his hand to the torch. But Hector, when his eyes his kinsmen saw, by the dark vessel, prostrate in the dust, On Trojans and on Lycians call'd aloud. Trojans and Lycians and ye Dardans famed in close encounter, In this press of war slack not your efforts, haste to save the son of Clytius, Nor let Greeks his arms possess, who, mid their throng of ships, has nobly fallen at Ajax, as he spoke his gleaming spear he threw, but missed his aim, yet, Lycophron, like his comrade of Cythera, Maestor's son, who flying from Cythera's lovely isle with guilt of bloodshed, shed near to Ajax dwelt, standing beside the chief. Above the ear he struck, and pierced the brain, from the tall prow, backwards he fell, his limbs relaxed in death. Then Ajax, shuddering, on his brother called Good too, sir, we have lost a faithful friend, the son of Maestor, our Cytheran guest. Whom as a father all revered, who now lies slain by noble Hector. Where are then thine arrows, swift winged messengers of fate? And where thy trusty bow, Apollo's gift. Thus Ajax Teucer heard, and ran in haste, and stood beside him, with his bended bow and well stored quiver. On the Trojan's fast he poured his shafts, and struck Pisenor's son Clytus, the comrade of Polydamas, the noble son of Pantheus. He the reins held in his hand, and all his care bestowed to guide his horses. For where'er the throng was thickest, there, in Hector's cause and Troy's, he still was found but o'er him hung the doom which none might turn aside. For from behind the fateful arrow struck him through the neck, down from the car he fell. Swerving aside the startled horses whirled the empty car. Them first the king, Polydemus, beheld, and stayed their course. To Protaeon's son, Aestinous, then he gave them with command to keep good watch and still be near at hand, then, mid the foremost joined again the fray again at Hector of the brazen helm, an arrow Teucer aimed, and had the shaft the life of Hector quenched in mid-career, not long the fight had raged around the ships. But Jove's all seeing eye beheld, who watched o'er Hector's life, and Teucer's hopes deceived. The bow's well twisted string he snapped in twain, as Teucer drew. The brass tipped arrow flew wide of the mark, and dropped his hand the bow. Then to his brother, all aghast he cried, O oh, heaven, some god our best laid schemes of war confounds, who from my hand hath wrenched the bow, and snapped the newly twisted string, which I but late attached, my swift winged shafts to bear Whom answered thus great Ajax Telamon O oh, friend, Leave there thine arrows and thy bow, marred by some God who grudges our renown, but take in hand thy ponderous spear and cast thy shield about thy shoulders, and thyself stand forth and urge the rest to face the foe. Let us not tamely yield if yield we must our well-built ships. But nobly dare the fight, thus Ajax spoke, and Teucer in the tent bestowed his bow, and o'er his shoulders threw his fourfold shield, and on his firm- set head a helm he placed well wrought with horsehair plume that nodded fearful o'er his brow, his hand grasped the firm spear. With sharpened point of brass, then ran and swiftly stood by Ajax's side. Hector, meanwhile, who saw the weapon marred, to Trojans and to Lycians, called aloud. Trojans and Lycians, and ye Dardans, famed in close encounter, quit ye now like men. Against the ships, your wonted valour show. E'en now, before our eyes, hath Jove destroyed a chieftain's weapon. Easy 'tis to trace, o'er human wars, the o'erruling hand of Jove, to whom he gives the prize of victory, and whom, withholding aid, he minishes as now the Greeks, while we his favour gain. Pour then your force united on the ships and if there be among you who this day shall meet his doom by sword or arrow slain e'en let him die a glorious death is his who for his country falls and dying leaves preserved from danger children wife and home his heritage uninjured when the greeks embarking hence shall take their homeward way his words fresh courage roused in every breast ajax on the other side addressed the greeks shame on ye greeks this very hour decides if we must perish or be saved and ward destruction from our ships and can ye hope that each if hector of the glancing helm shall burn our ships on foot can reach his home or hear ye not how burning to destroy our vessels hector cheers his forces on not to the dance but to the fight he calls nor better counsel can for us be found than in close fight with heart and hand to join. Twere better far at once to die, than live hemmed in, and straighten thus in dire distress, close to our ships, by meaner men beset. His words fresh courage roused in every breast then Hector Scedius, Perimedes' son, the Thracian leader, slew. On the other side, Ajax, the captain of the foot, o'ercame Laodimus, Antenor's noble son, while of his arms Polydemus despoiled would Selenian Otus, friend of Phileus's son, the proud Apeans' leader. Meges saw and rushed upon him, but Polydamas, stooping, the blow evaded; him he missed, for Phoebus willed not Pantheus's son should fall in the front rank contending. But the spear smote Cresmus through the breast; thundering he fell, and from his corpse the victor stripped his arms. Him Son of Lampus, spearman skilled, well trained in every point of war, assailed the son of Lampus, he, the prince of men, son of Laomedon. From close at hand, forward he sprang, and thrust at Meges' shield. But him, the solid corslet which he wore, with breast and back piece fitted, saved from harm. The corslet Phileus brought from Ephora by Cellus's stream. Euphetes, king of men, bestowed it as a friendly gift to wear in battle for a guard from hostile spears, which from destruction now preserved his son. Next Meges struck with keen-edged spear the crown of Dolops's brass bound horsehair crested helm. Severing the horsehair plume, which, brilliant late, with crimson dye, now lay defiled in dust. Yet fought he on, and still for victory hoped. But warlike Menelaus to the aid of Meges came, of Dollops unobserved he stood, and from behind his shoulder pierced. The point, its course pursuing through his breast, was driven, and headlong on his face he fell. Forthwith advanced the two to seize the spoils, but loudly Hector on his kinsmen called, on all, but chief on Aesidion's son, the valiant Melanippus, he. Erewhile while in far Percote, ere the foes appear'd, his herds, but when the ships of Greece approached would the shore, to Ilium back he came. There, mid the Trojans eminent, he dwelt in Priam's house, beloved as Priam's son. Him Hector call'd by name, and thus address'd. Melanippus stand we idly thus Doth not thy slaughtered kinsmen touch thy heart? See how they rush on Dolops' arms to seize? Then on no distant war must now be waged, but hand to hand, till o'er the Greeks be slain, or lofty Troy with all her children fall. He said, and led the way. Him followed straight the godlike chief. Great Ajax Telamon. Meanwhile, the Greeks encouraged to the fight and cried, "Brave comrades, quit ye now like men, bear a stout heart, and in the stubborn fight let each to other mutual succour give." By mutual succor more are saved than fall in timid flight nor fame nor safety lies he said, and pondering well his words they stood firm in defence, as with a wall of brass the ships they guarded, though against them Jove led on the Trojans. Menelaus then with stirring words Antilochus address Antilochus, then thou, of all the Greeks, is none more active, or more light of foot? None stronger hurls the spear? Then from the crowd spring forth, and aim to reach some Trojan's life. Thus saying, he withdrew, fired by his words, forth sprang the youth and poised his glittering spear, glancing around him. Back the Trojans drew before his aim, nor flew the spear in vain, but through the breast it pierced as on he came, brave Melanippus, Icitian's son, thundering he fell and loud his armour rang. Forth sprang Antilochus, as springs a hound upon a fawn, which from its lair disturb a hunter's shaft has struck, and quell'd its powers. So Melanippus sprang to seize thy spoils, the stout Antilochus. But not unmark'd of Hector's eye, who hastening through the press advanced to meet him waited not the attack bold warrior as he was antilochus but trembling fled as when a beast of prey conscious of evil deed amid the herd the guardian dog or herdsman's self has slain and flies ere yet the avenging crowd collect so fled the son of Nestor, onward, pressed by Hector led the Trojans, loud their shouts, as on the Greeks, their murderous shafts they poured, yet turned he when his comrades' ranks he reached, then on the ships. As ravening lions fell the Trojans. They but worked the will of Jove, who still their courage raised and quelled the Greeks. Of victory these debarred, and those inspired. For so he willed that Hector, Prime's son, should wrap in fire the beat ships of Greece, and Thetis to the uttermost obtain her overbold petition. Yet did Jove, the lord of Council, wait but to behold the flames ascending from the blazing ships, for from that hour the Trojans, backward driven, should to the Greeks the final triumph leave with such design to seize the ships he fired the already burning zeal of priam's son fiercely he raged as terrible as mars with brandished spear or as a raging fire mid the dense thickets on the mountain side the foam was on his lips bright flashed his eyes beneath his awful brows and terribly above his temples waved amid the fray the helm of Hector, Jove himself from heaven, his guardian hand extending him alone with glory crowning mid the host of men, but short his term of glory, for the day was fast approaching when with Pallas' aid the might of Peleus' son should work his doom. Oft he essay'd to break the ranks where'er the densest and throng noblest arms he saw. But strenuous though his efforts, all were vain. They massed in close array his charge withstood, Firm as a craggy rock, upstanding high, close by the hoary sea, which meets unmoved the boisterous currents of the whistling winds and the big waves that bellow round its base, so stood unmoved the Greeks, and undismayed at length, all blazing in his arms, he sprang upon the mass. So plunging down, as when on some tall vessel from beneath the clouds, a giant billow, tempest nursed descends the deck is drenched in foam, the stormy wind howls in the shrouds, the affrighted seamen quail in fear, but little way from death removed, so quailed the spirit in every Grecian breast as when a ravening lion on a herd of heifers falls which on some marshy mead feed numberless beneath the care of one unskilled from beasts of prey to guard his charge and while beside the front or rear he walks the lion on the unguarded centre springs seizes on one and scatters all the rest so hector Led by Jove, in wild alarm scattered the Grecians all. But one alone, brave Periphetes of Mycenae, slew, the son of Caprius, whom Eurystheus sent, his envoy to the might of Hercules. Far nobler than the father was the son, in speed of foot, in warlike might, in mind, in all among Mycenaeans, foremost he who now on Hector fresh renown conferred, for backward as he stepped against the rim of the broad shield, which for defence he bore, down reaching to his feet, he tripped, and thus entangled backward fell and as he fell, around his temples clattered loud his helm. Hector beheld, and o'er him stood in haste, and with his spear transfix'd his breast, and slew before his comrade's eyes. Yet dared not one, though grieving for their comrade's loss, advance to rescue. Such of Hector was their awe they fronted now the ships the leading prows which first were drawn on shore still barred their way the leading prows which first were drawn on shore still barred their way yet on they streamed and from the foremost ships now hardly pressed the greeks perforce retired but closely massed before the tents they stood not scattered o'er the camp, by shame restrained and fear, and loudly each exhorted each. Gerenian Nestor, chief, the prop of Greece, thus by their fathers singly each adjured. Quit ye, like men, dear friends and think it shame to forfeit now the praise of other men let each man now his children and his wife his fortunes and his parents bear in mind and not the living only but the dead for them the absent i your suppliant pray that firm ye stand and scorn disgraceful flight. His words fresh courage roused in every breast, and from their eyeballs Pallas purged away the film of darkness, and on every side both toward the ships, and toward the level fight clear light diffused. There Hector they discerned and all his comrades, those who stood aloof, and those who near the ships maintained the war. Then was not Ajax's mighty soul content to stand where stood the other sons of Greece. Along the vessel's lofty decks he moved, with haughty stride, a ponderous boarding-pike, well polished, and with rivets well secured of two-and-twenty cubits length he bore, as one well skilled in feats of horsemanship, who from a troop of horses on the plain has parted for and down the crowded road, while men and women all in wonder gaze, drives toward the city, and with force untired from one to other springs as on they fly, O'er many a vessel's deck, so Ajax passed, with lofty stride, and voice that reached to heaven, as loudly shouting, on the Greeks he called to save their ships and tents, nor Hector stayed amid the closely bucklered Trojan ranks, but as upon a flock of birds that feed beside a river's bank, or geese or cranes or long-necked swans a fiery eagle swoops so on the dark proud ship with furious rush swept hector down him jove with mighty hand sustained and with him forward urged the crowd fierce round the ships again the battle raged well might ye deem no previous toil had worn their strength, Who in that dread encounter met. With edge so keen and stubborn will they fought. But varying far their hopes and fears, The Greeks of safety and escape from death despaired, While high the hopes in every Trojan's breast to burn the ships and slay the warlike Greeks. So minded each, opposed in arms they stood. On a swift sailing vessel's stern that bore Protessilaus to the coast of Troy, but to his native country bore not thence, Hector had laid his hand. Around that ship Trojans and Greeks in mutual slaughter join'd. The arrows or the javelins' distant flight they waited not, but fired with equal rage fought hand to hand, with axe and hatchet keen, and mighty swords, and double-pointed spears. Many a fair hilted blade, with iron bound, dropped would from the hands, or from the severed arms of warrior chiefs the dark earth ran with blood yet loosed not hector of the stern his hold but grasped the poop and on the trojans called bring fire and all together loud and clear your war cry raise this day will jove repay our labours all with capture of those ships which hither came against the will of heaven, and which on us unnumber'd ills have brought by our own elders' fault, who me, desiring even at their vessels sterns to urge the war, withheld, and to the town the troops confined. But Jove, all-seeing, if he then o'erruled our better mind himself is now our aid, thus he they onward pressed with added zeal, nor Ajax yet endured by hostile spears, now sorely galled, yet but a little space. Back to the helmsman's seven-foot board he moved, expecting death, and left the lofty deck where long he stood on guard. But still his spear the Trojans kept aloof, who essay'd amid the ships to launch the unwearied flames, and loudly shouting to the Greeks he called. Friends. Grecian heroes, ministers of Mars, quit ye like men. Dear friends, remember now your wonted valour. Think ye in your rear to find supporting forces, Or some fort whose walls may give you refuge from your foe? No city is nigh whose well-appointed towers, manned by a friendly race, May give us aid. But here, upon the well armed Trojan's soil, And only resting on the sea, We lie far from our country. Not in faint retreat, But in our own good arms our safety lies. He said, and with his sharp-edged spear His words he followed up. If any Trojan dared, by Hector's call, inspired, with fiery brand to assail the ships, him with his ponderous spear would Ajax meet. And thus before the ships, twelve warriors, hand to hand his prowess felt of Book fifteen part two